Hey everyone, welcome to Tech and Operations. You have Spencer and Wes here. Interesting topic today. Uh, we're actually coming to you from the future. It is uh, 2032 from where we're from, about 10 years from where you are. And uh, guess what? Uber for the oil field is here. Um, people are dropping off parts at locations like your Uber Eats happens. People are uh, contract workers driving up to site, doing random work, bidding on it, executing it. There is a vision um, that people have talked about in oil and gas operations around um, making the work uh, available and biddable and a future that has that. How did we get there? So what we're here to talk about is what is needed to get us to a future that has a Uber for the oil field concept. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Uber, Lyft, whatever you prefer, cheapest cost, whatever app. Um, you have to have some sort of route optimization to use Uber. So I think from our learnings, we've we've done route optimization in our past, and you know we're coming from here from the future west, so we're already technologically advanced. Um, <laughs> uh, what did we do to make route optimization work? Like, how did we do that? Um, because twenty twenty two, they haven't figured that shit out yet. Well, let me uh, take two steps back. Two steps? Do one step, man. <laughs> one step back. <laughs> and uh, starting out, maybe, who is best poised to deli to deliver the Uber mm. oil field? The MPs? Right. So Built uh, in in-house solutions? If, if um, you are developing a third-party platform, uh, which inevitably is a marketplace, are, is an EMP best suited to run a marketplace? Hmm. Probably not, right? Probably not. So let's just get what that. Let's just get what's marketplace? Uh, marketplace of drivers, marketplace right. of contractors, sure. marketplace of parts, marketplace of decisions, marketplace sure. of expertise. Okay. Um, framing that up as the future is using the masses and the intelligence of the masses to apply that to signals, data, and what the company should be doing, right? Uh, if you do not believe that that's the, the future, right, and you're going to have this uh, company approach, is that company approach, and, and even just on a product side, going to reach a distribution mm -hmm. that a tech company could with multiple players? Okay. So I just want to start there. So it's got to be... As like, let's just talk about strategy yeah. to, to start. I, so I think it's external, right? For I sure. Think, I think most people would agree. Obviously, the... That's a the, lot of work to get a marketplace. If you're the a VP of ops in some organizations creating their own in-house solution, would say no, we're yeah. going to do it, um, and and good luck to you. That's cool. Yeah, but but I I hedge against that, um, and so starting out there, right? And so what do you need to make that happen? Back to your question, I think that you know, I, and I kind of alluded to it, right? You need a marketplace. You need. To uh, to have the technology um, to you know automate onboarding contracts contractors in a very scalable way. So I could download the app, figure out you know what I'm what I'm able to do, and within 
you know, a couple hours, be ready to go hit some work. I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of emphasis even on that description, Uber for the oil field, right? Everybody assumes that, look, I want this field out directing people Mm -hmm. in the right way. To do that, and back to your question a little bit, you have to understand, you know, the people, you have to have that marketplace, you have to understand what issues are going on. You also have to understand the fix or the type of issue or what the recommendation is, right? Because pairing that increased labor pool, you have to be more specific about Mm -hmm. what you want to do. Um, However, I don't think that that is solely it, right? It is not uh, just at the field level. If you think about the main costs, especially Mm. of GNA, of every operation, it sits engineering up. (laughs) Let's not kid ourselves. And everybody's had cuts for, hey, let's let's optimize the field and cut um, 50%. That's all right. But when you look at a field tech's... um, salary and an engineer and a manager and, and up from there and a director uh, there there's a lot more bang for your buck mm-hmm. uh on an engineer plus and so really if you if you're thinking about automating and the emp for the future your cash flow focused you are taking out that bigger chunk of gna mm-hmm. and so really what that equates to is automating the decision or the intelligence in those roles um, versus just looking at the field and routing. Sure, looking at the field and routing a more optimized solution to tackle what wells need to be hit, actioned, and uh, executed on. Yes, that absolutely needs to be enhanced, right? There is so much value there. But the the value is not in cutting directly, right? The value yeah. is cutting everybody above. So a quick uh, little insight on what kind of my thoughts towards that. Yeah. So if we compare, um, you know, pickups to wells, because that's what we're basically comparing here is Uber basically finds the right people to pick up in order and then delivers them to their appropriate location. With a well, you think about how do you first find the people that you need to pick up? How do you find the wells you need to work on, right? How do you deliver it back to normal, right? How do you deliver it back to its destination that it needs to go to? So... You know, in my my ideas about Uber for the oil field in ten years, because we're coming to you here from the future, so we've already done this, <laughs> uh, coming to you live. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you can't have uh, a, a false pickup. Um, you know, you either need to cancel that pickup. Um, you can't have a false well being identified. You have to have accurate work. So, how do you have accurate work? Well, you can't rely one hundred percent on a human, because that's you know prone to error. You can't rely 100% on a model because that's prone to error. So you have to have some sort of harmony between the two. So I think if I'm looking at the future, work is automatically identified, right? So people are, um, you know, popping up on the map, you know, easily picked up and such. Uh, all work in the future is automatically pinpointed from deferment. Uh, liquid loading, this well's having loading issues, this well's unoptimized, this compressor just went down. And that's one piece. But the other piece, I think, is like, what the hell do I do when I get there? So, right. Yeah, totally. So, we've identified all the work. Everyone, so and, and models quick, are telling us who to go pick up. Well, real quick on that, right? Like, uh, understanding uh, the decision, what you're describing is what decision do I make at every point of somewhat variability let's just you know generalize it is 
really fucking hard to do, right? <laughs> like you're talking about automating decision intelligence from everybody across the organization at every point. Like really that's what it scales up to. And so you're talking about it at the wellhead for a pumper, but the same applies to mm-hmm. uh, how the well is going to be completed, how the well is going to be produced, what the change in lift type is, mm-hmm. why, when, how mm-hmm. you're going to do it, what's succeeded, what's failed, what are you predicting, enhancing uh, models into the decision-making process, right? Um, so I think a lot of that is how I see uh, the future is automating decision intelligence because everybody, I'll go back to my first point, everybody who's the majority of GNA is sitting in that office seat, right? Yep. But really, all, all of that is shitty processes, bad data, um, and bad technology, uh, and people, uh, people's intelligence, mm-hmm. right? So you combine, like software can just eat that up. And software will eat that up. That's interesting, yeah. I think it will too. I think, um, you know, you said decision intelligence. The point I think that we have to connect here is, all right, so we identify the right work. We identify what the problems are in the field. How do we allow people to do the right work? So there is a connection point, which is like, how do, like driving directions. What do I need to do to get this person this destination? What do I need to do to get this person or get this well back to normal? So how did we get there? How did we get people to do the right work to get it back to normal? Yeah. And again, sorry, I'm going to answer this in a different way. (laughs) What is on my mind is uh, labor pool in general. right? And so everybody's assuming that the Uber for oil field model is going to be run because you have a labor pool right and that works uber has worked in cities because there's a big labor pool right and so you can work your nine to five you have different schedules you have people not working like that can cover for the masses or for the for the demand if if you want a pool of uh field workers everyone knows the gas station to hit up that has (laughs) the best (laughs) breakfast burritos Uh, you will find your workforce. <laughs> so that's a the, the good implementation strategy and execution strategy right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that there is right. You so I want to state that as that is a, a that is you know that statement of Uber and oil field goes from the assumption that there is that sure. supply right. Yeah. Um, number yeah. one, the second piece is to enable that you could run that model because. You've got people who might want to work an, an extra hour or two a day, right? That work the chemical pumps or work mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the hauling um, over here. They work, you know, they just got off their shift over here and they want to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great way. It's contract work, right? It's a gig economy. All operators I, love overtime. Yes. All, <laughs> all, that is a fundamental truth. <laughs> Without all operators overtime, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. How do we get that with the oil field? You're making uh, 1.5x, 2x oil yes. field, totally, yeah. absolutely. And so, and yeah. look, I mean, especially in the conditions, like you know, there's shit conditions out there, right? So the pay, sh- the pay should be good. Um, and so I think that uh, you can run the if you use the masses, especially in that, even in just that labor pool, right? You could probably. You, you could operate somewhat efficiently, I mm-hmm. believe, right? With even just people going by 
saying, look, I'll bid you, you know, a thousand dollars for this job and two thousand for that. If you know the right action, that's going to get the wall back up. Why not? But also a hundred dollars to start a rod pump. Sure. If you don't sure. have remote start, press, press I mean, that think, restart think, button. Like what I would challenge reset, people. Yeah. Reset fillage think button. about all the shit that you have operators do that you could use a quote postman type or Uber type um, mentality where it's like, could you just go here and push this button? I don't have automation to do so. So paying you $20 to go push that button is cheaper for me than sending my highly skilled technician out there to do X. So yeah, that's, yep. that's a big piece of it. Yeah. I think, um, you know, you, you have to understand the work being done. You have to understand what you should, what you need to be do. You have to have a labor pool, but it all goes back to who's going to figure that out. Um, I think that that at the field level can make sense for sure. It can be utilized. Mm-hmm. There can be a better way to to optimize an operation and GNA, you know, running it. But you have to understand the data, right, at a higher degree mm-hmm. of intelligence. But I'm going to go back to it. That engineering, that decision, the whole processes that are run from CEO to engineer, like you cut that process, decision-making, intelligence out, that's the operations of the future, right? And that's mm-hmm. the private equity model of the future, a private equity should be a you know a playbook, a software playbook. Absolutely, and we're we're early right now for the most part in the benefits and the utilization of data in a way that's actually meaningful. Mm-hmm. We've experienced this, right? Um, AI is not AI. I'd say the masses experience this, and there's no enhanced decision making. Data sets are not connected in the way that they should be, and that is uh, inhibiting a platform to run an operation holistically. And so going back to the private equity model, yeah, if you have a plug and play software that can automate the whole portfolio companies mm-hmm. altogether, like why the fuck wouldn't you want to do that, right? And that will be there soon. Yeah. That will that will happen um I believe, you know, within 5 years. Yeah. I also think and so and so private equity like it could be so much better. Yeah. I think there's something to uh, both the workforce pool, the assignment of the correct work, the um, giving of the right steps to complete that work in a very effective manner. I think the other piece is um, really around data democratization. So the reason you have engineers in-house, in-company working on wells is because they have everything available to them from a SCADA to a well view to the history to the Excel sheets, they've been watching them. If you break apart that whole, like you have to be a part of this company to understand the data, to have access to the data, why couldn't I, you know, being a production engineer for 10 years, solve X problem on a well? Like think about that problem. It's very easy. If you give me a plunge lift well, a rod pump well, or ESP well, that's having X issue. And I see a history that's very clear. And I have all SCADA data available to me. And I have, you know, some sort of insights that are automatically flagged to me. Why can't I solve that problem? Why yeah. can't I tell you what the rod pump units you should change it to is? Absolutely. It's easy. Totally. And so so that just goes to the the bid by, you know, the gig economy yeah. for making those decisions at the production engineering level, right? Yeah. You don't need a full staff of ten engineers across whatever, 4,000 wells, whatever the case might be, 
um, to go into everything and every, you know, you're, you're continuing to build a bespoke model on <clears throat> benevolence problems, right? Where the data, the decisions, the intelligence uh, combined at scale can handle that moving forward. And yeah. I think that that just points to uh, getting, you know, a bunch of users on board to, at a higher price point, solve that one-time issue, um, and then you can scale that knowledge up. And if you're sitting over there going, man, these guys really hate engineers and operators, <laughs> and they really want to just, like, take away our jobs, oh, like yeah. South Park, like they took our jobs. Um, you know what would be really nice? I would love to be working on, you know, 10 well problems you know, a day, hand it to me while I'm in Hawaii, mm-hmm. on a beach, mm-hmm. not tied to any of the bullshit that's associated <laughs> with working at the EMP, totally. being the culture, Absolutely. the people conflict, the meetings. I just want to work on the problems. So if you're sitting there being like, man, he just, this doesn't sound like he's in it for us. We are. We're eliminating the BS. Of course. And at the right? same time, you know, the, the, you know, the ability to get there and everything is obviously going to take some time. So, uh, yeah, five, 10 years, like maybe, right. Maybe longer, you know, we don't know. Right. But I think that this is a good starting conversation about what Mm -hmm. it could be Mm -hmm. like the, the opportunity here. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's big. And I think there's a a big play for it here and, you know, on gas, uh, us onshore. I think there's, um, a lot of people out there that could, uh, could do this work, diesel mechanics, um, route operators, engineers, it's all, all available to us. So, um, Wes, anything final parting thoughts to add to how we got to Uber of the oil field in 2032? Well, I think it's uh, it's just kind of a common phrase, right? Like, how do you digitize? How do you make useful? How do you utilize the information that we do have in a way that consumers are doing it right now, right? Tech has been far advanced for uh, consumer um, software than it has for industry. And so how are we applying that at the industry level? Um, that question should always haunt everybody and everybody should be thinking about that because there's absolutely better ways to run companies, utilize technology. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about right now. And I think the opportunity is absolutely there uh, and it will be changed. Uh, private equity will have to change. Like there's just so much opportunity to not. Um, and so I think that's what I see is, is a yep. lot of opportunity, um, optimism for the future. And it's, it kind of ebbs and flows through um, different technology phases. Right on. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Um, in 10 years, uh, there will be some sort of bidding for uh, route work and for engineering work. And uh, the company you're probably going to be applying that to is called Tasks. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs>